It's Dope Tech with Zach and Kyle. Hey guys, welcome to the Dope Tech Podcast. I'm Zach. I've got Kyle here. You know him. You love him. He's stretching. He can't speak right now. Great time to stretch. Can you hear me over my mask? I'm wearing my mask from Jim Carrey's six, The Mask. Six feet. We still have to order those, by the way. We're going to do that. We We're, talked about it last time. I think we have to. We still have to do that. Guys, we have an awesome show for you today. We have an interview. Very special guest. Last episode, we talked about a game on Steam called Landlord Super. Very fun game. I mentioned there were some uh, mechanics with urine. That had that kind of play into this game. Well, yep. we got we didn't. Kyle got this the, is a team. We, no, we did it. No, you did it. We did it. God damn it! Spencer. Stop being humble. Spencer did it. <laughs> no, this, this is it. This is the thing. We said that we would do it. And, and we did it, and we delivered. So we have uh, Greg. How do you pronounce his last name again? Damn it! We just, we 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 were we, we about to talk to him. We already <laughs> recorded the the episode or, or the, the thing with him. You know, it's, and I asked him, and then I, I just forgot. But uh, Primachuk, 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 Greg nailed Greg. it. Uh, the developer behind Landlord Super, the game we talked about last really time, really cool guy on the show this week, and we're gonna talk to him. And when we come back. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll just have to see. Let's talk to Greg. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. This is uh, this is Kyle. I'm the one who reached out to you through the, the podcast. I'm here with Zach. Hey, how's it going, Greg? How's it going? You guys uh, in the studio together then? We yes. are. Yes. We're six feet apart, though. We're yep. social distancing. <laughs> we're, yep. We're doing our part. Yep. And we're also here with our producer, Spencer. Uh, Greetings. So Hello. we're uh, we're excited. We're excited for the conversation. What time is it where you're at? Uh, half past 12, so midnight. Wow. Oh, wow. Midnight 30. Wow. You, you, did you stay yeah. up late for this? Not really. I mean, oh, thank good. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you being on, man. Yeah. yeah no worries. Cool. Thanks for the invite. I'm glad to be here. Does my uh, mic sound good? Sounds oh, great. It sounds very good. We're getting a thumbs up okay, from Spencer. Good. Yep. Sounds awesome. Good. All the all the levels and everything good to go. We're good. Yep. Okay. Good. Cool. Well, sweet. I guess um, before we before we started, I just uh, want to really thank you for for coming out here and, and uh, chatting with us about the game and uh, and a little bit about yourself. It's really cool to have you on the show. Yeah. No, we're just happy to do it. Thanks uh, for the invite. Yeah. 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 Want to get started? Yeah. yeah let's get yeah. started. Okay. Awesome. How do I? Uh, sorry. How do how do we pronounce your last name? We've been we've had an internal debate. I want to see who wins. Uh, Primichuk. 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 Yeah, you got it. Now. I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Zach won the bet, by the way, not me. <laughs> All right, Kyle, get it started. <laughs> All right, and on the, on the show we have Greg Primichuk from Minksworks, and he he made a game that I've been playing a lot of. Landlord Super. Yeah, we and talked about it our last episode. We talked about it on on our last show, and we've got him here on the show. It's I, like it's like two a.m. over there or something like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. How's it going, Greg? Oh, very well. Thank you uh, for having me on. Of course. It's uh, about half past midnight right now. Oh, so not, so not that quite bad. Two a.m. Not two a.m. Perfect Thanks. time to just enjoy a cup of joe and talk on a podcast. And talk on it's a the podcast. perfect uh, game dev time, I imagine. Yeah, for sure. That's true. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. We want to kind of we want to learn a little bit about your background and some of the games that you've worked on, and then I think we want to talk about what's on everyone's mind, Landlord Super. So let's get started and kind of roll into this thing. Um, Kyle, you had a couple questions for Greg about some games that he's done in the past. It's yeah, I was interested, and I read up a little bit. You worked on the Codemasters Formula One series, right? Yeah, yeah, from about. Um 
as a designer from 2012 to 2015. Okay. Which is like a yearly franchise. So right. We, we used to churn them out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. Uh, it seemed like that was the type of game that you would release. Was it like every year there would be like another installation or update or version? And uh, and if I remember correctly, you were you were a designer on like the the engineering side of the cars, right? Uh, no, I wasn't uh, car handling. I was the, uh, the the actual engineer, the guy who's in your ear telling you how how far ahead somebody is. That's right. So, and oh. so it's it was the feedback to the player. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of like uh, situ- uh, situational awareness. Okay, so is that because because I I'm going to be honest with you, I've never played any of those Formula One games, but so is it is like that that engineer that's in the car or or talking to the player that that person is giving advice based on mechanical situations and where other players are or or or, or what's going on with yeah that? exactly that so it'll tell you like what weather conditions are coming in um, okay. how your tires are doing uh what the race strategy is how far ahead one of the races is um we started looking at uh voice controls as well shortly before i left so I'm, i haven't been keeping up with it but i'm not sure whether they did they followed up that work oh i see okay that's really that cool. was all very interesting. And, and so you're there. You started there from you said 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how? So how long? So if you started in 2012, how long was it before that you started on your own projects, or is that something that you kind of had, had always been doing, like as like a side hustler, just you'd go home and work on games, or what, what was that like? Yeah, I was always tinkering. Like yeah. um, I, I never finished anything. Though. I was always terrible. I was really, really bad at sharing my work and really bad at finishing. So I always found it hard to open up to people. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, after I think the um, the churn of the games coming out, the really good games, the Formula One games, but right. you, you, when you're in a AAA structure like that, you don't really have a lot, and because of the deadline so tight, you don't have a lot of uh, flexibility to move around and, and do stuff. And I was quite keen to get hands-on with like uh, working more with code and stuff with the design because it was all paper design the stuff I was doing. Like you'd write down dialogue lines, it'd go through a process, and then you get it recorded, and, and a programmer would put it in the game. Right. What's it like? Because um, obviously you've done both. Because these indie games, I mean, it seems like you've done most of the work yourself. I'm sure you've maybe had a few a few people come in and help you with some things, but it seems like you've you've mostly done all this by yourself. What What's it like yeah. coming from? a triple a studio and having all of those uh i guess you could say like the resources resources or or cultural expectations what's it like going from the big boys to just working for yourself and doing like a passion project um you can you can sort of you have more momentum because a lot of like when your day starts in triple a it's usually takes a few hours to get everyone on the same page because you've got to have meetings with different departments and everyone's like separated. So you've got like the artists, the audio guys, the audio engineers, the designers, the level designers, it's all separated. So you have to have all these different kinds of meetings to make sure everyone's on the page. And usually now a lot of studios aren't in the same location. So they're all on like video chats, uh, getting up to speed with each other. Right. Um, so, so it's more of a communication. You need strong communication, which I think people never really talk about in game development. Whereas when I'm on my own, I can just get on with it right yeah you kind of, you already know the vision you know what you have to do next and the best way to go about yeah it. so you just yeah. you just get down to work is there any um like how how often when you're at these big studios is are there issues with departments like wanting like their vision over an, a different department and does that cause oh, delays a lot is that a, a pretty yeah, constant yeah, thing 
It's constant. Um, another thing as well is a lot of the meetings have people in there that sometimes just want to. They're trying like they're gunning for a promotion or something, so they mm. the just invite of themselves. It. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of politics. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas like, and also you you can't really afford to fail on anything, so everything has to be discussed perfect and executed perfectly. Whereas when I'm doing it myself, I, I've got more flexibility to try things and fail because right. then I can just go back and do it again. Right. No, that's that's awesome. And so uh, your your first game, your first indie game, Jalopy. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, yeah. J- Jalopy. Okay. Good. I said, I said, some people say Jalopy. J- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it complicated. <laughs> it's too much. So so this game it, it came out early access in 2016. How long were you working on that game before early access and I imagine that was something that you were working on as you were working on or with for the Formula One team, right? No, it was, I, I had, um, I'd made like a 3D model of a Trabant and I'd shown somebody at work and they were like, oh, that's awful, that's terrible. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'll show you. Like, uh, yeah. It's all about the gameplay. It's not about how it looks. Um, so it was just a little over a year, I think, after I left. After you left is when you, is when you started it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was about six six months when we started started pitching it to publishers and stuff. Okay, and then it was so it was in early access for for two years. It came out officially. I think the the date was March twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. So yeah. there's two there's yeah. two years of after it came out in early access. One one thing I wanted because I've never asked a developer um, this question of when a game is in early access. Like, how much does the funding from early access help? the development of the game so before a game's out it's mm-hmm. like you, you're working without a wage basically i was working on savings right yeah and then because you're, you're i imagine if you don't have any like another job or another source of income like you you depend on a game that's in early access and people buying that to keep this afloat right yeah yeah exactly and um when once you're in early access i like to get my games out into early access earlier rather than later because I'm only one person, I don't really know what's working in the game, what's good and what's bad. Right. Uh, so the so I really value the feedback. But um, yeah, Steam says you're not supposed to put a game on there if you if you haven't got enough money to finish it. But I don't know anyone that would you if if you had the money to finish it, anyone who wouldn't go to early access. Isn't that the so point think, of early yeah, access? Exactly. You think? You yeah, know exactly. What I mean? That's kind of the expectation, though. Is like sure. this, like they even say that in the description of some of these games is like this game may never be done. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm um, quite risk averse as well. So it's when you've got it on there and you know what, how big you can make it, it it's a lot more comforting for me. Yeah, it's real at right. that point. Yeah. When did you know that? that it was real like when jalopy was in was in this early access thing and you were seeing numbers come in and seeing these reviews like when like, like do you was there a specific moment where you're like okay this like i made it like people are buying this game this is good i can and i can and i can continue the production of this game and the development of this game for like another year at least or two years it was um i was held quite uh i was kept quite uh, far away from that side of it i was just very like because the publisher of that game weren't very keen on sharing many details about it so i didn't really know how well it was doing until about that was excalibur publishing wasn't it yeah yeah i can't really go into too much detail about that yeah um but yeah um it's more fresh in my mind now because we've done landlord super about two weeks ago 
Yeah. And it's usually about six hours after you hit the release button that you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. We get. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a there was an interesting um, controversy uh, that that happened with Jalopy, and then there was a. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong as well, but the game that came out was Road to Guangdong. Is that how you yeah, pronounce that? I think that's how you said. Yeah. There is an interesting thing that I read that uh, there was another developer. I won't mention their name that basically copied your idea. But made made the game less enjoyable at the same time. So they managed to copy your idea, make it less enjoyable for the for the fans of, of your game. And people thought that it was something that maybe you had released. And so there was some some kickback that you were getting from from your fans. And and you had to come yeah. out and say no. Like I remember reading the tweet that you, that you sent out. Like no, this wasn't me. I didn't even know that this was a a game until or it was even in production until it was released. Yeah, so I think Jalopy had just hit release on Steam, like formal release. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't finished. I was still working on it, still right. fixing stuff. And um, Excalibur had a, wanted a meeting with me to say, look, we want to do Jalopy 2 uh, next year. We need titles for next year. And I was I was just of the opinion, like, I still need to work on Jalopy. It's still selling. Mm-hmm. Let's just make it better. It's got le- like, like legs to keep selling. Um, focus on that, and they were like, "Okay, that's fine." And then uh, it was—it must have been about eight, ten months later. On Twitter, it just popped up. This other game popped up, and before that, working with Excalibur was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, it was just like the relationship just fell apart, and I'm not sure why. Well, I mean, it's it. It kind of seems like. Uh they were just wanting money and they were going to make terrible decisions to try and get anybody to make a game that was, that resembled Jalpy. Yeah. I mean, games are more savvy than that though, aren't they? So it seemed like a stupid idea to me. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it's funny that you said, cause I, I was scrolling through some of these reviews of, of that game. And I don't know if you've done this, but, but if I may, there's, there's a review on road to uh, Guangdong that says, imagine Jalopy, but instead the devs decided to get rid of almost everything that made Jalopy enjoyable. Yeah. And it was I think a, if you look at, a, huh. yeah. yeah, I think if you look at a game like Jalopy, you think, Oh, it looks quite easy to make if, uh-huh. if you, cause it's a simple art style on that, but because it's quite simulation heavy, Mm-hmm. And we were at the time we were doing a lot of new sort of ways of interacting with stuff like all first person, all mouse click, mm-hmm. the 3D Tetris inventory. All that stuff was quite interesting. New. Um, they thought, oh yeah, we can churn these out more and more. But no, it, uh, like if there was a Jalopy two, it, there'd be there'd need to be like a year of design work because a lot of Jalopies. It's like um, it's like got coarse edges. It needs looking at. It needs smoothing over. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I don't think that. I, I mean, my opinion of the whole thing, and again, I don't know everything. It's just what I've read about it is that uh, it kind of seems like their thought process with it, Excalibur, was just more money motivated, just to pump something out that could bring in some income. You know. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry to hear that that the relationship basically went down the toilet. You know, that's that's not cool, especially with with you putting all the time and effort and, and it's really commendable for you as a developer to say, Hey, you know what? I could do Jalopy too, but you know, the first one's still selling and I can still put more time into it and I can still fix some things up and make it an even better game. That's very commendable, especially in this day and age where 
every year it's like the next installation of this game comes out and all they really do is just update some textures and change things around and put it a number two behind it you know what i mean yeah yeah so so Cheers. that's that's really cool um landlord super yeah how did that lead into landlord super so i'm guessing that's the that's the timeline of things right like mm-hmm. you know and then you're like okay i'm gonna make this landlord super game what was what was the uh what was the motivation behind that and and how did you get from you know the type of games that you're known for developing to being like i'm gonna make this landlord super game where did that idea come from so i think it was as simple as um uh, about uh, like I'm, I'm still renting now but about two years ago i was looking if it was ever possible for me to afford a house mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the housing market here in the uk is it's um, a bit of a catastrophe to be honest the the prices are a bit insane mm. and there's no real help to buy or anything um till recently the government has started doing stuff but yeah i got into looking at the why of that why is why is it such a mess and um, at the weekend, I was making a little prototype of a little house builder just to, you know, <laughs> try and um, give me the imagination of building a house, I guess. Uh, and that's sort of got into the history of it. So Landlord Super is like a construction simulator set in 1980s Britain. And what happened in 1980s was we had a, a particular government come in that started selling off all our social housing to like privatizing it so people could make a lot of money on it and it's caused this really really bad uh housing bubble at the moment interesting motivation for the game i would have never thought yeah, i would have never thought that really either. interesting so, so that's that's really cool so this so if i understood what you said correctly is like that you already kind of built a prototype of this just because you were wanting to put together your own house and so you made a game where you could put together your own house yeah, so I don't think I can because I'm only a small developer. I can't go into the market with just a house building simulator and compete with the likes of um, Playway games because I'll just get I, I won't get there'll be nothing um, remarkable about it. Nobody will say, "Oh, that house building game by Greg," because it's just there's nothing to remark about it. So that's why you have to, I have to add all this um, bit of extra fluff, I guess you call it, to, to give it a bit of character smart i have to ask about this this has been this has been burning the entire interview this is a question that i've had that i just i need to know the answer to <laughs> uh so mixing concrete in, in landlord super um it was brought to my attention on pc gamer that if you urinate in the concrete after you've had a, a drink or two at the pub uh, that it will turn the concrete the the color of the dark ale that you've consumed and and urinated out into the concrete mixer. Is that a feature or is that a bug? I need that's, to know. That's definitely a feature. <laughs> yes, we got it. Okay, yes. it's a feature. <laughs> I needed I needed to know. That was like that was my number one. Number one. It's yeah. It's it's in there. It's just all these systems are in there. Just so there's talking points to say like. Oh, I forgot to buy a bucket. I can just look down at my zipper and just <laughs> yes. go into the into the. Uh... Yes. Okay. Follow up question: Is there is there anything better in terms like like is there anything that can top that that maybe no one knows about yet that that we mm. that we can share other that peeing into concrete and t- and changing it a, con- uh, a, a color a color yeah. Is there is there anything else that's hidden that someone hasn't figured out yet, or is there something that you're thinking of adding? Mm. 
No. Uh, well, I was going to add a character. Because one of the updates I'm going to do is um, if you keep working and, and there's a shower in the game, so if you keep working, you don't shower, you get smelly and little flies fly around you. Right. So you can... Some of the characters, when you hit a certain threshold of smelliness, mm -hmm. they will not want to talk to you, so it will block off, like, progression in certain ways till you have a shower. So I might, I want to add a character that's really into you when you, you smell it. Ah. <laughs> and one of the quickest ways to make yourself smelly is to just zip your pants down and pee into the air and just let it land on you. There you go. You're my favorite game developer ever. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. <laughs> that's, a, that's fantastic. You make a make a Steam achievement out of that. Like you have to. Oh, yeah. You have to. Yeah, you, have to sure. you have to be friends with the guy that won't be friends with you if yeah. you smell like pee. You got to pee in the air. It's, it's so great. I, I love, love it. it. I love awesome. it, dude. Well, that's awesome. Um, is there is there anything that you wanted to chat about about these games that maybe we didn't uh, bring up in, in any of these questions, Greg? No, no. Just a uh, big shout out to everyone that's bought it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thanks for the support at such an early stage. Yeah, and you can uh, for people listening who haven't purchased the game yet, you can buy it. It's uh, it's twenty bucks on Steam, mm -hmm. right? Yep. yep. And it has a very positive rating. It has a positive rating. So very positive. Download the game. You're gonna love it, and make sure you you leave a, a ten out of ten five what was it, five star review on Steam. Does, Whatever the, the highest the, rating, the highest rating that you can. Make sure you do that for Greg because it's a great game. So really make sure is. you go pick it up on Steam. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. You got it. Hey, Thanks Greg. so much for being on the show, man. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. Yeah. Wow, that was a great interview. <laughs> Wasn't it? it oh, my gosh. Was that was really good. He stayed up until midnight. Midnight. Midnight 30. Midnight Mid London midnight, time. Midnight 30 if you count. Is he in London? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really, you can. Yeah. Yikes. I just hit Midnight's even later over there. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Greg for being on the show. Landlord awesome. Super, as I mentioned, uh, fantastic game. You can pick it up on Steam. 20 bucks. Make sure you do that. And... While you're doing that, make sure you leave a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. If you don't have an iPhone, still one from your mom. Yep. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for tuning in. DopeTechPodcast.com. We'll see you next time.